continue the series on the resurrection of the dead and in today's teaching we want to deal with the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ because as we will see in scripture um, what is very clear to us in scripture is that the, the first resurrection well the Bible does talk about the first resurrection in the book of Revelation and so that infers to us that in fact there, are, there is more than one resurrection and again the Bible is very clear to us that there are in fact two resurrections our Lord spoke about the resurrection of um, life and then the resurrection of condemnation. Uh, the resurrection of life that our Lord was referring to is the first resurrection which pertains to the resurrection of the saints. And then the resurrection of condemnation that our Lord referred to is in fact the second resurrection which is the resurrection of all of the unjust um, which we're not touching on today. But uh, the topic of today's subject is the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the reason that we teach on the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ under the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead is because the first resurrection is directly linked to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are inseparable as uh, events on God's calendar. And so there are four basic areas we want to touch on today. The fact is that the, the second coming and the first resurrection are uh, some uh, events that are linked directly to each other. Then we're going to have a look at a couple of events that lead up to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ because uh, it's important for the saints to have a clear understanding of these issues uh, so that they don't get caught up in uh, all sorts of strange doctrines that um, are made manifest in the church specifically pertaining to the second coming of our Lord Jesus. And so we're going to have a look at the temple of God being rebuilt. We're going to have a look at the Antichrist being revealed. And then we're going to close off today's teaching with uh, just a brief uh, touch on the wrath of God. So the first section we want to deal with today is the fact that the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the first resurrection are two events that are, di are directly are linked together. First scripture we'll open with is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 and 53. Uh, the Apostle Paul, well again it's the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul writing to the church and he says, Behold I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. And so uh, the Apostle Paul is very clear to us as to what transpires when our Lord Jesus Christ returns to the earth. He says, for at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised. Now the dead that are being raised at this point are the, the, the dead in Christ, those who have fallen asleep in Christ. Because he goes on to say, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on incorrupt." incorruption, this corruptible, sorry, must put on incorruption, this mortal, speaking about the physical bodies that we dwell in now, must put on immortality. And he talks about it happening in a twinkling of an eye, so at a blink of an eye, but that's how quick this uh, transition will take place, in that the saints will, the, who are alive on the earth at the time that our Lord returns to the earth, their bodies will be changed instantly, from mortal to immortal, from corruptible to in, incorruptible. Um, they will take on the resurrected body that our Lord Jesus currently has. And we discussed that body in the previous teaching. But it also talks about that the dead will be raised incorruptible. 
So it's talking about the saints who have fallen asleep. So this event is a very quick event. It happens you know, with a, in a blink of an eye. Um, and it happens at the same time that the last trumpet is sounded, when our Lord Jesus Christ actually does return to the earth. And so this is the first resurrection that uh, the book of Revelation teaches us about. This particular event occurs at this time. The Apostle Paul gives us a bit more insight to this event in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15 to 18. He says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until when? Until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. There's that trumpet mentioned again. And the dead in Christ will rise first. So again, the Apostle Paul talks about a first resurrection. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So again, the Apostle Paul just gives us a bit more insight here. Um, he, but he links, now he's linking this resurrection, the first resurrection of the saints, directly with the coming of the Lord. For he says, uh, the Lord himself will descend from heaven, um, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we will be caught up together with him, we'll meet the Lord in the air. So very clearly, uh, the resurrection of the saints takes place at the same time that our Lord Jesus Christ returns to the earth. Now, a lot of the saints get a bit confused about that because they say, well, you know, when Jesus comes back to the earth, he's coming back to reign for a thousand years. Um, so why is the resurrection of the dead going to be meeting the Lord in the air? Well, it's because we need to understand what will transpire during this period of time. Um, we're not going to get involved with uh, of a teaching, a detailed teaching on the second coming of our Lord or that period, period of time. Just briefly, what will happen is that when we are removed from the earth, when the saints are taken out of the earth at this time, we meet the Lord in a, in a realm called the air. Now, it's not the, the atmosphere above the earth that we think of uh, when we, we look at in the, in the natural. This is a, a realm that, it's a spiritual realm, so it's in fact a heavenly realm. Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. And so it's a realm that his angels currently occupy, um, which they will be cast out of. The Bible talks about the fact that there will war will break out in heaven, and Michael and his angels will cast out Satan and his angels from the, the heaven uh, to the earth. Now that realm will then become part of the kingdom of God. And it's into that realm that the church will meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And we will be with him at that time for a period of, uh, that will transpire on the earth for just a short of three years. The church will then go through her time of judgment with the Lord Jesus, ascending to heaven be, and attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. Then the church will return with the Lord to the earth to reign on the earth for a thousand years. But the point that we really wanted to get across in these passages of Scripture is that the, the resurrection of the saints takes place at the same time that our Lord Jesus Christ returns to the earth. So the second coming of our Lord and the resurrection of the saints uh, are not synonymous terms, they're two different uh, events, but nevertheless they take place at the same time. And we need to understand that as believers. Now leading up to this event of our Lord Jesus Christ returning to the earth 
and the resurrection of the saints taking place, there are certain events that have to take place in the earth uh, prior to that event occurring in the earth. And we're going to touch on just two of the events, and that is that the second temple, sorry, the third temple, has to be rebuilt in the city of Jerusalem, and the Antichrist has to be revealed in, to the earth. And the reason we're going to touch on just those two events is because the Apostle Paul teaches around those two events, linking it up um, as precursors to the coming of us, our Lord Jesus Christ, when he returns to the earth. And so uh, there are numerous events that uh, Scripture refers to that have to take place before our Lord Jesus Christ returns to the, to the earth. And a lot of, some of those events have already occurred. Some of those events are in the process of occurring. And some of those events still have to occur. And if you look at them uh, in detail, you will see that there's a lot of events that still have to take place and can only take place over a period of time. Uh, they're not uh, quickly going to happen in the earth. And so the return of the Lord to the earth is not anytime soon. A lot of people seem to think that the Lord's coming back tomorrow, but that's not the case. There's a lot of things that still have to take place before the Lord returns. Two of those events that have to take place before the Lord returns are these two which we're going to discuss today, which is the fact that the, the third Jewish temple has to be rebuilt and the Antichrist has to be revealed in the earth. So the, the opening passage of scripture that we want to look at, which deals with these two events, is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. The Apostle Paul had to deal with the, the, the situation because what was happening is that there were individuals going around into the church at that time and saying, you know, the Lord's come already, you guys have missed out. Um, now, you, they didn't have social media, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have access to news as the church does today. And so it was quite possible for one to go into a town, go to a church and say, oh, the rapture's happened, you guys missed out. And the saints would get a bit worried because, you know, they, they hadn't heard about it. They obviously were still on the earth. So, you know, what happened? How did they miss out on the rapture? Um, and, you know, you could get these uh, wild rumors taking place. And so Paul had to address the issue. Now, Paul would teach in the churches, um, whatever church he planted, and he planted numerous churches, uh, he would teach the doctrine of the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he would teach those six foundational doctrines, plus other things, obviously. Now, of, this, of the six foundational doctrines we've already touched on, the resurrection of the dead is one of them. And so the Lord, the, Lord, the, the Apostle Paul would have taught around that doctrine and made known to the saints what had to transpire before the first resurrection took place. And so he actually does remind this church, uh, Thessalonical, the church in Thessalonica, when he writes his letter to them, he says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. And so he, again, he links the two together, that we gather to, get to our Lord when he returns. That's the resurrection of the just taking place. We ask you, verse 2, not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as the though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, uh, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself 
uh, that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was with you, still with you, uh, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. And you know, I'm sorry, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, the Apostle Paul, in telling the church, and again, he says, I'm, I'm reminding you guys, when I was with you initially, I taught you about these things. So don't get caught up about all of the weird things that are coming out, people coming into the church and saying, you know, the Antichrist has come, or Jesus has come, and you guys have missed out. He says, you need to remember what I taught you. So he reminds them. Now, he lists two events that have to take place before our Lord Jesus Christ returns and the first resurrection takes place. He lists the falling away that has to take place in the church and he lists the, this, the lawless one being revealed in the earth. He does not list the temple being rebuilt. Why not? Because he talks about the temple of God. He says uh, the, the lawless one will be in the temple of God showing himself to the earth that he is God. Now when Paul taught the church in Thessalonica about that, the temple was in Jerusalem at the time. It hadn't yet been destroyed. Paul knew it was going to be destroyed, but he didn't want to get caught up in uh, that side of the teaching. So he, you know, he just uh, reaffirmed to the church in Thessalonica, and he would have taught the other churches as well. Guys, the Lord won't return until we see the lawless one sitting in the temple of God. And all of the, the saints would have recognized what temple Paul was talking about. It was the temple that currently was in Jerusalem at the time. But we know that that temple was destroyed in the year 70 AD. And so we can now look at a third temple that has to be rebuilt in order for the lawless one to be revealed in that temple, sitting in that temple, showing himself to the world that he is God. <coughs> and so, as I say, the Apostle Paul talks about two events, the falling away, and the lawless one being revealed. The falling away event has to take place. It has not yet taken place in the church, um, but we're not going to touch on that event. What we will touch on today are the two events, the, the temple being rebuilt, the third Jewish temple, and then the lawless one being revealed in that temple. Um, because we can infer from Paul's teaching here that the temple is in place when our Lord Jesus Christ returns, because um, that's part of what we have to be able to see as Christians. Okay, this event has happened, and this event has happened, and therefore the Lord can now return. Uh, because he says, Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Um, a lot of people say, yes, but the temple of God is the church. Yes, it is. We are the spiritual temple of God. But the world doesn't see that. The world doesn't see the church as being the temple of God. The world sees the temple as being the temple of God. And so Paul was very clearly talking about a physical temple that the lawless one would be sitting in, because the lawless one will not be sitting inside the church, showing himself to the world that he is God, and the church is now worshipping him. Not at all. Um, it's talking about a physical temple. So we're going to just have a look at uh, three accounts in Scripture, in fact four accounts in Scripture that just point us to the fact that there is such a thing as the temple of God being rebuilt in the earth in the latter times. Now we know that 
The first uh, temple was not really a temple, it was a sanctuary given to Moses. Moses had to build that sanctuary, the tent, uh, according to the pattern shown him on the mountain. And there was the, the, the tabernacle of God that was moved around with the Jews as they walked around the wilderness. It was eventually brought into uh, Jerusalem. Uh, it was brought into um, Israel, what we know as Israel, when the Jews came into the Promised Land. Uh, they finally set that uh, tabernacle up in Shiloh. Um, it didn't move across to Jerusalem. The, the ark did, but not the, the tabernacle. No, yeah, anyway, not going to get into that. Then Solomon built the first temple. Um, David wanted to build it. God said, no, you can't because you've got blood in your hands. Right? He, was, uh, uh, he had done too many wars. Solomon was a king of peace. And so God said, your son Solomon will build that temple. That temple lasted for a period of time until Israel went into captivity. In the, uh, uh, they were taken into captivity into Babylon. And that temple was then destroyed. After 70 years, God restored uh, the Jews back into uh, the land of Israel, and they rebuilt the temple. Um, that temple then stood until our Lord Jesus Christ returned to the earth. Um, and our Lord actually taught in that temple. We know that. Um, that our Lord Jesus Christ uh, taught in that temple. And that temple stood until the year 70 AD. Now, when our Lord was in that temple, he prophesied that that temple would be destroyed. Um, and we can pick up that account in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark, and the, and the book of Luke. All three accounts, our Lord prophesied about the destruction of that temple, which then took place in the year 70 AD. So that's two Jewish temples that we built.